The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Till the wheels fall off, baby. I love I love this game, man. I know I'm gonna miss it when I'm uh, when I'm done playing, but it's uh I hear you on that, and that's that's a business decision I'm sure I'll have to make at some point in my life, but Right now, I'm in this building, one of the way football games, man. Who what a sexy time to be alive, fellas. Um, I'll be honest with you, I am surprised, sort of, that BK is with us. I like, I don't have a calendar of your fatherhood starting or when you're going to have. <laughs> I sh- maybe I should, as a good partner. Man, I don't. I'm not going to lie to you. T- he's told us it's like the first week of July multiple times. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember. Um, I'm usually a little touched um, when I say a little touched, uh, like this heavy glass of wine I've poured. Um, by the time we get to this podcast, I've had a few, um, uh, so <laughs> memories of dates and things aren't going through. But I'm. I'll be honest. I I know soon you're going to be out. I know soon, and this one will be fair. Um, not just taking it to Disneyland or something, but I know I, I did the show from <laughs> Disney World, man. <laughs> Literally did the show at the house that Mickey, oh, Mickey built. God, man. I just wonder, is it gonna slow down now with the child? I feel like it's gonna get no, man. It's always speeding uh, up. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, man. I, I know we. I know that that's gonna be coming soon. You're gonna be out of here because, and uh, in all seriousness, congratulations. Uh, to be uh, soon joining uh, Father, we hope pray for healthy, healthy young, uh, young Kylie. But uh, but what? So uh, so this got to be coming soon, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are at the time of recording about three weeks away. July eighth is our official due date. Um, oh, so right around that Fourth of July time period, and they yeah. think that we're going to go right up to it. Ron, we did. Be. She's got to be. She's got to be ready. It's. Yeah. <laughs> she. She was really I'm, hoping for a different response when they said, "Yeah, we're we're thinking it right around your due date." Uh, she's got to be. She's got to be ready. I, I'm just imagining. I'm remembering my back in the time. Three weeks out. Yeah, she, she's yeah. got to be ready. So we're having a baby boy, Ron. Uh, baby Luca is his name. L U C A. Um, and. We had like growth. Luka Doncic, like no, is that that's what... K. That's a K. Yeah, I think oh, he's a K. Very different. Yep, very yeah. different. Okay, so um, so we got the growth scan earlier this week, the the ultrasound where they go through to figure out, you know, like the size of everything, right? And Ron, I I need some help from you I'm because either. you got some little ones roaming around. I'm worried. I'm worried about my little guy <laughs> because they came back from the growth scans and said, uh. 
Well, he's got a 97th percentile sized head and an about 10th percentile femurs. So my, my little man is going to come out with short legs and a head the size of Texas. Yeah, I know I'm you're worried thinking for him, man. You, you're I'm thinking worried. you're thinking Stewie. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 listen, that doesn't I don't know that that holds water. Wow, man, that I don't remember getting that detailed of the growth the growth span of my three kids. Um yeah. You probably uh, didn't have anything that stuck out of that no, way. They're probably I, I like, yeah, everything's didn't. pretty much in line with normal. God, man, I don't know, boy. I you know, come out wearing the same size hat as me. Immediately, see, your concern is there. Um, my concern is in a is is more immediate. Is good God, man, I'm worried about your <laughs> wife here at delivery. Uh, this is this is this is this is the first one, and that size head's got to travel. That is can. That is concerning. I that would be daunting if I was if I was hurt thinking. But no, man. I, 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 listen, you'll so be fine. So they said, Rod. On that note, they said, Yeah, you know, uh, once you get past his head, I think everything's going to be pretty smooth. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, and that's I, listen, right. And I want you to get past that. Listen, I'm going to be tell you. Don't be alarmed. Um, when they hit you with that, he broke his collarbone. That's very normal. Um, <laughs> they hit me with my my oldest came through, and the doctors. Doctor said, I think he's, yeah, he broke his collarbone. And I'm like, what? He broke his collarbone? That's like, they put a rule in for Aaron Rodgers for that. Like, you can't, you can't put your body weight on people for a broken collarbone. Are you going to tell me my son just during birth broke his collarbone? I mean, that's six to eight weeks. And he, but it heals immediately. So don't, don't be Really? Yeah, dad, they say it heals. It. It's very common. Broken collarbones coming through the, uh coming through the path there no I, listen i i just don't think it's possible that he has little legs I, I understand what they're saying right now you're you two are both too tall hell you you guys are right how tall are you you're I, taller than i am i'm like I, i'm close to six one my wife is five three that's okay yeah we're rolling here five nine and a half and my wife's five foot okay. so listen <laughs> Now, it's unexplainable. Uh, my youngest and my my oldest son is going to be hot, but my my oldest, my two oldest, they are uh, normal in the head size, but they are both low percentiles in length and low percentile in, in size and weight. My oldest, ninety six percentile in the head, <laughs> ninety like, and I don't understand it. She's five foot. I'm five nine and a half, and I'm taking that half. I'm clinging to it. Um, but he's like ninety ninety fifth percentile in length, and and so, like he he's three, but I mean he hasn't seen a three T. I mean never. Just went from twos. We're, to dude, fours. we're going straight into the like six months. Oh, there, there's yeah. we're we're not. He was like he's going to stretch pounds, out ten shirts. ounces, and we are we still got a few weeks to go. Oh my, yeah. it's going to be a yeah. big old boy. Yeah, that's. I think I think the obvious conclusion here is that your child is going to be a super genius. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, that's um, that's obviously the route. So well, I those legs will sprout. Those one sprout one follow up, Ron, on this because I've heard conflicting reports on it. Did you do a push present? Yeah, got to. A what? Push present. Exactly. That was my response as well, Serta. A push present. Um, It might have been an Asiago bagel. Bagel (laughs) from uh, (laughs) 
with Panera. But uh, <laughs> but di- but di- but just one though. Not on all three. For that. <laughs> yeah, that became our thing on all three. She wanted it. There we we're the St. Luke's right by the on the plaza, and now that Panera is shut down. But that Panera, we we'd go to that Panera right before going to St. Luke's and get an Asiago bur- uh, bagel uh, that with the, the Asiago cheese bagel. She get no, just the first one though. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Go ahead okay. and get that one. Now you guys have multiple. She could kiss off on the push. But no, you're you're not kidding, man. It, so you just got to buy a present on the way yeah, to man. giving birth. The push, the no, not on present. the way. It's got to be like thoughtful and prepared, yeah. and like not super expensive, but something that. It's just there's so many of them. Like like I didn't know I didn't know about to about two or three weeks out that the uh, the the gift you give on, on the wedding day. What's that one called? Uh, not, no, not you didn't familiar. do that one. Yeah, not, not familiar. <laughs> yeah, I got, a, I got her a watch. I figured out two or three weeks out. Somebody. <laughs> <looked at them. laughs> yeah, I thought our gift was you know the wedding. Yeah, we it's called for. something. It, I forgot what it's called. She got me at this point. This is how how long we've been together. She got me the first uh, of the first um, thirty for thirties. All of them. That was it. Was a hell of a gift. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. the first day. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead and get that push present. Yeah, man. I and I think you knew you had to. Um, if it's something that she has expectation of at all, you better go ahead and grab that thing. Yeah, uh, I think so. it's just worth it, especially given the fact that he's got a you know ninety fifth percentile head. Feel feel feels like that she earned this one. Get ready for that one. Get ready. What a day that'll be. What a day that will be. Woo! My our labor, uh, our first child was. Off the heels, probably three hours after Richard Sherman lost it uh, with uh, Aaron Andrews. It was on championship game day uh, is when he was it was when he was born. About was three the, hours later, he was had that the, at the Crabtree. Yes. yes. We were in the we were in the delivery room watching that fool. Lose his mind. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you do when you put a bomb. When you put a bomb receiver up against a corner like me. And then she gave birth. <laughs> then she gave birth. All right. Listen. It, it like it, it. Chris Jones is to me the a topic happening with the Chiefs right now. And I, I just I want to throw this out because I want to be fair, and this is growth for me. Um, at times I just, when I feel like there's stupidity to something, um, I just, I just run out with my thought, but I want to be fair to this. Chris Jones, he is holding, or he is not not holding out, but he's not attending mandatory minicamp, which is really not a shocker, but I just want to throw it out to both of you. Is there, is there, is there any, is there any real case any fair case to be made to not giving chris jones a new deal is there is there any because that's the because we talked about it it'll get done you're not we're not worried now he's missing mandatory minicamp but still not worried is there any thought to the fact like hey uh, it's not at all crazy there is a path that would make sense to not sign him for me, no. Like I, I, I think that this one's pretty open and shut. I, I thought the last time around, Ron, when they gave him this three-year deal, at that point, because of his lack of playoff success, 
I thought there was a case to be made then that maybe this is kind of a trial run and you give him the three-year deal, and if it doesn't work out after year one, you at least have the out of, well, he's going to be a valuable commodity. You could trade him elsewhere if need be. At this point, he has become as much of a core member of the Chiefs to me as anyone not named Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. Like I, I think you can make a really strong case he is third on that list of the most important Chiefs. So for me, there is no case to be made. He should be the second highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL. The Chiefs should be the team that does that. And you should get this done at some point before training camp. So I I don't have that case. Serta, do you disagree here? Is Do you have an ulterior take on it? No, I agree with you. Like I think that the defense, you know, I'm excited about the young secondary. I'm excited about these young defensive ends and what they could possibly develop into. But none of this works without what Chris Jones does. Like in and last year, it's it, it's easy to sit back and say, well, you know, looking at his age, look at looking at what he's done consistently over his career. Like there is a fair case to be made that last year was the best that we're ever going to see him play. Now, I still think that he's got plenty left in the tank and, and that he is that valuable to the Kansas City Chiefs. But last year where he's in the defensive player of the year conversation like he was like all season long and really being viewed as that elite upper echelon kind of defensive playmaker, like it, it might be a stretch to think that he's going to have another season like that at this stage in his career. But I just think the entire thing is built around him. And I, I think that he's so important for the young core on that defense that you get, you pay him for what he's done and you pay him for what you expect him to do, which is be the best player on your defensive line and on your defense in general. It just kind of depends on how much that's going to wind up costing you. But the Chiefs have done a pretty good job getting Travis Kelsey to take discounts, Mahomes uh, on a favorable contract compared to other quarterbacks now. And Chris Jones probably deserves to go out there and be the second highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Like, Eventually, you got to give out those kinds of contracts. And if they're going to do it for anybody, I'd prefer it be Chris Jones. Uh, listen, sir, to BK, I agree with you. I, like, I, like for me, it is, it is hard to make sense to not pay Chris Jones. I mean, he's, he is definitely in the top three of the most important, impactful players on this team. He showed it last year in the playoffs. He won the Bengal game, in my opinion. He was big in the Super Bowl. He was big throughout. But I ain't going to lie to you. I was saying this same thing last year about Tyreek Hill. I ain't going to lie. Like, last year, I rep- we can go back and grab those, those podcasts. Last year, I know I was saying, no, listen, Tyreek is the fabric of this team. The speed, every like, he is the identity of this team. You gotta find a way to get him. Like you got to keep him here. There, like, him and and Mahomes. You have to do that, and they didn't. And I'll be honest: when you look on paper, they sure as hell didn't even replace him with what you thought. Like, all right, okay, they may have lost Tyreek, but they replaced him with DeAndre Hopkins or something. No, they didn't do that. They replaced him with Juju, who is the slowest twenty-five-year-old wide receiver in the history of the National Football League. That's what they replaced him with. And they ain't miss a beat, dog. Now, 
I feel like that is different because Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are on that side of the ball and you can help it. But I said the same thing about Tyreek Hill and they won a Super Bowl and their offense was that dynamic. So I think I think it is at least fair to say, hey, you said it before, BK. Like he's entering age 29. He's 28 right now, but he's going to be 29 in the summer. 29 to 32. Because you pay him, what y'all say, second highest paid defensive tackle? Is that more than Jeffrey Simmons? Like yeah. That, it, you're you you're pay paying him 25 plus a year. Yeah, yeah. You paying him that kind of money? No, nah, what you said, sort of, that ain't going to cut it. What you said of, no, nah, man, you pay him for, for what he's done. No, no. He got to play at that level or close to it that he played at last year for that to make sense. He's got to play at a defensive player of the year level like he did last year. He's got to change the game and make the game easier for everybody else. Now, I believe he still can. I believe he could still do that. That's what I would do it. But he would be entering, let's say, a four-year deal, ages 29, 30, 31, and 32. And do you feel confident he can play at that level? Because that's what you need him to do. Like, you don't need him to – has he had some of these nine-sack seasons where there would be games where he was just missing an action? Like, he's not really affecting – so I, I think there is a path when you look at the age now. And I, I'll say it myself, I, I said the same thing about Tyreek. And that didn't – that manifested in them winning the damn Super Bowl without him. I think there's one key, and it is a critical component that is different from Tyreek. They believe that Patrick Mahomes can make receivers better. Like just flat out, that that is very clearly based on where we're at right now, their belief is Mahomes can do for receivers what Peyton did, what Tom did, what Drew Brees did. He can take guys that are average-level receivers and make them good. He can make good-level receivers great. He can make great-level receivers all-time greatest player that you've ever seen on the football field. That is their belief in Mahomes, and it's been rewarded. They won a Super Bowl last year because of, in part, that belief, and they were able to spread that money elsewhere to guys that he can't make better. And that is where it's different with Chris Jones. Chris Jones is that guy for the defensive line. The rest of the defensive line is able to do what they do. Their defensive structure is able to be what it is because Chris Jones exists. Ron, since 2017, here's the entire list of players with more sacks in the NFL in the regular season than Chris Jones. Watt, Donald, Garrett, Cam Jordan, Chandler Jones, end of list. By the end of next season, he'll be in that top five. More quarterback hits than Chris Jones in that stretch. Watt, Donald, Judon, Garrett, end of list. He's top five in that regard. This is a guy that completely alters the way that you're able to play defense, the way that Patrick Mahomes makes it possible for you to play different ways offensively. So you can't replace him. There is no replacing Chris Jones. If you end up losing him, you change what you do defensively because your defensive ends that you have right now, they're not game wreckers. They're not game changers. They become better in part because they have Chris Jones on the interior. And what you said about Mahomes and the wide receivers, like that's the safest bet on the team. Like if you have to take away from one position group and say, well, we still have Patrick Mahomes, we can get by without it. It's the wide receiver room where like, we had all these conversations before the draft about you know x wide receiver versus slot and like all and how the chiefs use them and whatever 
when I think the reality is that none of that stuff even matters because you have Patrick Mahomes and he'll find a way to hit somebody open down the field because he's so good at extending plays and, and doing whatever he, it is that he does. But then it's too like if you trade him, okay, you're making a commitment and let's say you get an asset back. I would assume it's not going to be a player. This would be something for like draft capital or something like that. And you say, we're going to move on from him. Okay, like uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't be on board with that strategy. Oh, I, I'm I, saying I wouldn't. But I, but I, I, I would be shocked if that happened. Like I would be absolutely shocked if that happened because if you trade Chris Jones, like you're going into the season with Tershawn Wharton, Derek Nadi, Keandre Coburn, and who else is on the roster? Danny Shelton, maybe like as your defensive tackles, like. That's not where you want to be. And especially with these young pass rushers, I just think that like BK said, he is the Mahomes of the defense. And I'm willing to bet if it's a four year extension where you pay him big for two or three years, and then you wind up getting out of it. Like that's what the chiefs are probably looking for. That, while we're on Chris, because like, I, I feel confident. That's I said, I think it is important to say, you project in your mind that he is going to at least for the next couple of years play at that defensive player of the year conversation level, um, which I think he can. I, I have the confidence that he that he will. Then I, I think you have to make the move. If you are nervous about that, then I can understand you feeling different. But I'm not concerned about that. 
although he is he has I guess held it all in up until this point and now he's just letting it go it took a special type of person to play alongside with Jordan and you're another great player yourself because everything gets pushed on him Travis Kelsey has no problem with it like he is Scottie Pippen to another level like he he is good. Yo, man, let's roll, man. Mahomes is my I'm rolling with this dude. I'm staying with him. Y'all say I don't need to, I don't need any more praise than I'm getting. I am good. I'm rolling with Mahomes. I I wonder if Chris Jones has a Tyreek feel. Because I think that was a problem for, for Tyreek. I think that was a part of an issue why Tyreek potentially moved on and we're seeing it he he felt like and i don't listen i don't blame him i I have my issues with things with tyreek but i could understand like yo man it ain't all him shoot he threw that five yard pass and i took it 70 right like that like i want to i want to be thought of as to be one of the best in the game and not just because i'm on patrick mahomes team chris jones won that Bengals game yeah And, and he's one of the best players in football. And I, and and I do wonder it's different than Aaron Donald. It's Aaron Donald is the top dude on his team. It's It takes a special player. I want to see what Chris Jones looks like moving forward. And if he's now getting to a point of, Hey, I'm a two time champ. Hell I'm, I'm, I'm one of the best defensive players in the game. I should be talked about at a higher level. I, I just want to see what that's going to look like moving forward. Because if you're going to be on Patrick Mahomes' team and you're another great player, you you have to take a back seat. I mean, you're just going to have to. And I think it was an issue for Tyreek. And I I if I had to guess, to me, by what we've seen, I feel like Chris Jones moves further to the to – the, to the Tyreek side than he does the Kelsey side. I mean, he just came out and just was open campaigning daily to get Frank Clark here. Like, I mean, he's, I think he's moving. So that is just a little concern that I'm watching for how he feels now that he is at the level he is having to take a back seat to Patrick Mahomes. So I think it's interesting. I, I agree with your premise of like Chris Jones likes getting his credit and let's be honest. He deserves his credit. Chris Jones yeah. is one of the best defensive players in the NFL right now. That being said, where I do think it's a little bit different is I think because he's playing in so many postseason games, he gets more credit. Like Frank Clark is thought of in the light that he is, not because he's a good regular season player, but because of the playoff statistics, because he's considered to be that closer. And I think the same thing is true in part, at least for a guy like Chris Jones, because he's playing consistently in big games. And as a defensive player, man, that's how you get noticed. It's not about being great. It's about being great for a team that matters defensively. Like last year, how many people were actually watching Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald's still one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I think you can make a pretty strong argument. He's the best defensive player in the NFL. But he played on a crap team, and that's going to continue to be the case in 2023. I think by the end of the season, whether it's fair or not, if Chris Jones has another similar season to what he did a year ago, there will be people that make the argument that Chris Jones is better at this point than Aaron Donald. And it won't even necessarily be because he's actually better. It'll be because he plays on a team that matters. And so you saw him playing in meaningful moments against the Bills, against the Bengals, into the postseason. And that's the stuff that lingers in people's minds. 
So I, that's how he gets to the Hall of Fame. That's how he gets the credit oh, that he man. ends up deserving. Like that, well, that is the stuff that ends up mattering in the the places that he cares about. And I think with him too, like, and, and the Frank Clark stuff, like specifically, I, I think some of that is just that's the guy that you've won two rings with. Like, there's not a lot of guys left on this team who were with the, those early like runs and, and like they've, they've had so much roster turnover. Like I get what he's doing. They were probably never going to bring Frank Clark back. And I don't think they were ever seriously having conversations about bringing Frank Clark back. They did that last season. Like it, it's not a very chiefs thing to keep doing that over and over again, even if it's cost effective. So I never thought that was really going to be a, a thing, but I, I understand what you're saying. And I do think some of that is valid with Tyreek Hill and like what we saw, the things he was saying last year about, about Tua and like hyping up the dolphins and all of that stuff. Like, I think a lot of that too, though, I think was organizationally the chiefs don't really like those guys doing a lot of public things. They don't really like them being out and about and like Mahomes and Kelsey are kind of the exception in the, except for those two, because, because, because of who they are, because of what they've done. And if Chris Jones wanted to be more outward facing, I'm sure he could. He doesn't seem like that's something that he's super interested in personally. I, but I, I think that right was now. something that was an issue with Tyreek. Can I stop you? Can I stop you? Here. Let me stop you right here, sir, because I, I, I want to throw this to you. Do you? Th- I I don't want you to tell me your thoughts, BK or Serta. I'm thinking crawl into Chris Jones's head. Do you think Chris Jones thinks he's as valuable or is as important? in his head as those two are? Do you think Chris Jones thinks he's as good at his position? I'm talking to Chris Jones, not you. That Chris Jones thinks he's as good in that at his in his position as those guys are? I think Chris Jones knows he's not as important or as good as Patrick Mahomes. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Mahomes. I mean, I I mean but no, but everyone should know that about Mahomes. Correct. I, know, I, think, I think there's some delusions. You think Tyreek did? Uh, so – you think I, Ty, I think Tyreek believes that he made Patrick Mahomes <laughs> a better quarterback. I think Tyreek believed when he left Kansas City that Mahomes would struggle more than he did. Certainly. Would you? Would you? Would you think it would be far fetched that Chris? And oh God, I feel like I'm doing it, this. It, I'm so I, I answered in. that question wrong the way that I did for a very specific reason. <laughs> you asked me, do I think that he believes he's better than Mahomes and Kelsey? I said I think that he believes Mahomes is better than him. I'm not, not sure Kelsey. on the Kelsey part of it. I'm not I sure did, on that side. No, I just because honest to God, I I could position myself, sir, in my head, thinking if he's watched everything that happened after the coverage of the Bengals game, and I'm telling you right now, he was the number. We talked about it in the post game. I believe we did. He was the driving force of that W. That's not what we saw on TV all day. The next day, that's not what we heard all day. We heard about the survival of Patrick Mahomes sprinting and runting on that, on that leg, getting that first down and leading them and all the, and and listen, it was, it was an amazing performance, but I'm in my head from like, damn, like every, it's not easy for delusional, which these guys have to be ego driven athletes like that to just roll through and keep, doing this kelsey is special kelsey is the the perfect combination and like you said that's probably the thing that ate up at 
at uh, at, at Tyreek. Like, damn, Kelsey and Mahomes can go and do whatever they want to do. Hell, Jackson can do oh. whatever the hell he wants to do. But but me, I, I just think that they've they they've built a better like locker room than that too. Like, there might be some of that underlying, sure. But like, I think everybody knows who they are and like what they bring to the team. And everybody knows Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the team and in the world. Like everyone is well aware of that, but Chris Jones should feel that way. But like what the, the decisions that he kind of makes over the, this back portion of his career too, like he's got a hall of fame, like resume and, and case right now. But like, if you force your way out of Kansas city and you go have some really bad years at the end of your career, that could affect whether or not you wind up making the hall of fame one day. The other I'm thing not... wrong, like, just to go add ahead. to this, if you don't pay Chris Jones, who are you paying? Like that, that is, I, I do think that's a really important part, piece to this conversation because like for all of the talk about what is he going to be? Is he going to be the same guy when he's 32 that he is when he's 27, 28? Like those are all the totally legitimate questions. However, we've asked those same questions about other guys in the past for the Chiefs. Nobody to this level other than Tyreek, but uh, we've asked him about other guys as well. And all of them have walked. They have Orlando not resigned. Yep, yep. They've not resigned any of them. They've decided, you know what? We can replace, all of you are replaceable other than at this point, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Those are the three guys that have not been removed from the equation in the whole uh, the whole process here. If you don't pay Chris this time, I think that we can then say pretty much with authority, nobody's getting paid into their 30s here with Patrick Mahomes. Except Be- for those two. Yeah, and, and that's it. Like, it, right. and, and honestly, even with Kelsey, he's well underpaid for what he is. Like well underpaid. And if that, he and that's wanted a point. to get the full money, he I I don't know that he would be here for sure. I think he would be, but like if he was asking for like I'm gonna completely reset the market for tight ends, I want to be paid like what I am, which is a wide receiver, get 25 mil a year. I don't know that he's in Kansas City. That, and that's one of the reasons why my head, my my mind is is going where it is. It's something I want to keep an eye on because them two have been down for the cause. You say that about Kelsey. We obviously know Patrick Mahomes could go get more than he has gotten. I wonder if the third guy on this in this trio, this version of the triplets of the most important piece, I wonder is he going to be down for the cause too? I wonder if Chris Jones is out here saying, let's make this thing work. I don't believe so, but I think, no, that, I I think he's the exception. I, I think he's the guy that you make the exception for because oh, he's worth you. it. Ron, I just looked this up because you guys said something interesting where you were talking about the the guys that have won the two rings with the Chiefs. I went back and looked at who the players are that remain from that 2019 team. How many do you think are still on the roster today? Today? I think it... Does James Winchester count? Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think. Um, I think it's... None of the wide receivers. No, I, I think it's those three... Harrison, Butker, mm-hmm. Derek, and I, Yep. Is that the five? Is that it? Winchester, Winchester, if you want to count him. Yeah. Nick Allegretti. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Nick Allegretti is the only other one. It's amazing. Like they have completely turned this roster over from 2019. That was three and a half years ago, man. And it's just, it's a completely new team. And so it just, I think it goes further to the point of, they gave Jones the money last time. They gave him even more than what I think they wanted to give him. 
and I think they're going to do it again. I, I think that they, I think they have no choice but to do it again. I think, I think they are. I think they are. Um, I just, but this is going to be something that I am watching. That Chris Jones. I, I, that's something that I'm. I, I want to watch moving forward to see how this is because you got to be a, a special athlete, a special type of other great player to be able to play day in and day out with Patrick Mahomes. And he's now reached a second area, another area in growth. Like the Chris Jones today is not in terms of his thought of where he is and his, and, and, and where he is in terms of the pantheon of players right now, it has changed in a year. I want to see, I want to see if he is still, if he's still down for the cause of, Hey man, we just, we just, it's Patrick and the boys, it's Patrick and the pips. Like, <laughs> I want to see if he's still down for that. All right. Um, you guys see your boy, um, look like your boy, uh, Clyde's doing interviews. <laughs> he he did. He did, in fact, meet with the media. Mandatory yeah, <laughs> video. There we go. Running back, baby. Running back room solved, baby. Clyde to the rescue. Clyde's talking to, to the media, baby. Pick up, man. Come on, BK. Clyde's in the building, baby. That running back. He said. He said. He said the running back room is good. Clyde is here. Everything is good. And it, it, he's. I think Clyde is in his mind like I'm coming to take my spot back. Hey, I was injured. That's why I lost my spot. Running back room, good. He said he was healthy in the Super Bowl, by the way, but they just didn't play him. Yeah, that makes sense. He's not very good. Um, is Clyde? He's participating right now, right? He's yes. He's full go. Yep, giving it everything he's got. It's interesting because, uh, you know, they were posting a bunch of videos and photos today on Chiefs.com. You know, who the running back was that was in with Patrick Mahomes in the number one offensive line. It wasn't him. It was Deneric Prince. <laughs> Eric's got a barker, a loud bark on him. No, that's fine. I mean, they're not showing everything. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what this is. They don't want. They don't want to show their hand of what they're gonna do when they unleash the Clyde on everybody else in the NFL. No, I, I'm not gonna. Like, get, I'm get not gonna lie to you. With him, get I'm not out. gonna lie to you. Like as I play around with you, Clyde, who. Um, uh, I give a seventy. I give a twenty-five percent chance of making the team. <laughs> that is uh What you said there's a bit concerning. Like I, I'm not going to say my Pacheco's a little undrafted <laughs> free agent running back taking running the first the reps. That, yeah, that is it's not ideal. Yeah, that is that doesn't make you just say that doesn't scream mm, repeat. And they've been Andy Reid was very complimentary of generic Prince. Yeah, of course, because the alternative <laughs> so, is Clyde. Sort of you did, you did uh, I mean Dave, Dave Tobe said he reminds me of Niall Davis, like returning yeah, okay. case. Sort of you didn't you didn't believe that for this team. You didn't believe that when that rolled out of your mouth. I could see it in your <laughs> eyes and your chin. You did not believe that when that rolled out of your mouth. I but think it, I think that Clyde is gonna have some kind of role. Like I I think do you? I think he'll, he'll get a couple of touches a, a game. I don't think it's going to be significant, but it just depends on how healthy Pacheco once is, it, who Pacheco is not participating in anything right now after having off-season surgeries. Once, once, once again, um, that, I don't know if comforting would be the word that I would use when you say that. I'm, I certainly know that it is not. 
I feel like full nightmare uh, for you, BK, in the running back room when you hear Serta say, I think there's a space for Clyde. That was a genuine. I think, he, I think he's making the team. Daenerys Prince is for sure making the team, though. And Jake McKinnon's probably making the team. So, so I, I guess here's the question. Like, your options are as follows. Clyde makes the team or they go out and sign a free agent running back. Because there's some pretty good ones that still remain out there on the board. And the Chiefs have gone this direction before, boys, where they go out and they sign Shady. They go out and they sign Le'Veon Bell. And it's like, whoa, all right, this is a former superstar running back. Let's see what they look like. A name that we know. Exactly. And there's a bunch of those guys available right now. You want to go get Leonard Fournette? He's chilling on his couch. You want to go get uh, Dalvin Cook? who is now recently made available by the Minnesota Vikings after he got cut. Doesn't sound like he's willing to take a whole lot of less money than what he was making, but he's out there if you want him. Ezekiel Elliott, out there available. Kareem Hunt, still out there available technically. Don't think that's happening in Kansas City, but out there nonetheless. Do you guys think they're going to at least kind of kick the tires on this market? Or are they good with Clyde as their three slash four running back, depending on how they feel on Daenerys Prince? I think they're good with Clyde. I think, I think that they still like Clyde. Like the coaches still respect him. I think Andy still likes him. Like I, I think that they still view him as a guy that could have a role on the team potentially. And like, he's a player that they respect despite his injury problems and all those free agent running backs, like they're big names and they sound okay. But go look at the efficiency numbers of all of those players from last season. Like, I would rather take Clyde and the guy who knows the offense, who has been here and, and can and can and did contribute early last season before he got injured again. Like, I would rather have him than any of those veteran running backs. Like, Dalvin Cook sounds like a lot of fun, but Dalvin Cook's out here thinking he's going to get twelve million dollars on like a four-year contract yeah. extension, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, definitely lot, definitely. Definitely not Dalvin Cook, I don't think. I, I think the question that I ask myself when you when you bring this up, when you bring up names, because when you bring up names, you're saying help. And I'm not going to lie to you. The names you're saying, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, um, definitely Dalvin Cook, like those, those sound like guys that you would bring in that it would be more than just five to five to ten touches or five touches a game like right th- like that's closer to you're thinking splitsville that's closer to like yeah man i think zeke Elliott is going to have an like an impact whether that is just short yardage whether that is goal line like leonard Fournette, leonard Fournette, i think he's going to have and I, I think the first thing i do is ask myself the question because i think i think there are two different ways that teams should approach running backs do you need uh, help or do you need somebody to spell, right? I don't think the Raiders need somebody to, to, to help. I think they need spell with Jacobs. I think certain teams, um, you know, Henry with, with Tennessee, they don't need help. They need somebody to spell. I think the Chiefs need somebody to spell. And that's why I don't think it is any of those names because those names come with the expectation of you're going to get certain touches. I, I, I'm i with Clyde and with McKinnon. McKinnon, you know the role for him. I'm with Clyde because Clyde, 
like Clyde, you may not get a touch. Like Clyde, you may you may get two carries. Clyde, yeah. you may get five carries the month of November. He's Ryan right? Jones. Right? That, that may happen to you. And for me, it's because I think Isaiah Pacheco is potentially the next weapon that we see take the jump for this offense. I, I, I think that that is a guy that we saw a little bit. We saw him get 800-plus yards last year to limited role where they weren't they, – it took them a minute for making him the guy. And I think he's better in the passing game than we got to see. And this dude, this dude to me feels Pro Bowl like, um, and, and I think they're going to use the running game much more with him. So I, I don't think he needs help the way that it was being split a bit earlier in the year with him and Clyde last year, or even McKinnon. I I think they don't need a name like you've brought out, and and, and Clyde potentially is perfect because I think they got a workhorse back. So I I agree with everything you just said there in theory. I, I do have some questions though and some potential concerns. Right now, the way you said it. I I think they want to keep Jarek McKinnon healthy until the playoffs. Like I think that's their entire goal with the way that they utilize him in the regular season. It's just like, hey, if we can kind of keep you under glass as long as possible because he is a, a fragile guy. Like we've seen him have some injury issues in the past. I think they would like to do that. I think last year they used him way more in the regular season than they were hoping. And if they could avoid that this year, they would like to. Isaiah Pacheco already has some injury questions coming into the year. He hasn't been participating at any of the OTAs. As far as I'm aware, Serta, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I I don't believe he's participating right now at minicamp. He's not. And we'll see what he looks like whenever they get to training camp. The hope is he's a full go, but we don't know. We just don't know yet. If that ends up being the case where he's still limited at that point, that's when I think you really have to take a serious look here and say, you know what? We don't want to use McKinnon regularly. We don't trust Clyde Edwards-Alaire in a featured role, even if you do trust him as a number three or four guy. And we're just not sure yet what we're going to be getting from Isaiah Pacheco. I think that's when you can convince yourself it makes sense for us to go this route of signing one of these guys as an insurance policy, if nothing else. It's, um, but it, 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 I don't think Dalvin Cook's that guy. Dalvin Cook, you bring in to be your featured guy the entire No, he's, he's going to start, yeah. And – and, and yeah, and I think Dalvin Cook could still be like I, I I don't think Dalvin Cook is in his prime anymore. But like in the Chiefs' offense, Dalvin Cook could still be like a, a deadly weapon to deploy. He's just going to want too much money. But like I think like Zeke, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette. Like I also think these are guys that are going to be available like right until camp. Like and they're they're going to try forever to see if they can get more money, more money, go somewhere else and. I don't think there's a big market for them. Can I be honest? I I think both of those guys fit really well with what the Chiefs potentially need to. Zeke and Leonard Fournette. I think those are the two that I would be interested in in Kansas City right now because they're not going to ask for a ton of money, I don't think, because I don't think they're getting it anywhere. And I also think they help you in a specific role. That's what you were talking about, Ron, with the, the spelling of a guy. I think the Chiefs could still use somebody that you bring in in short yardage situations or you're getting down near the goal line and they just... They go pile in. I, I I think both of those guys would be helpful in that specific role. Or as well. yeah, I, we can I, just I, ride with Daenerys Prince, and, or you go that uh, route. If you think he's back. if you think he's capable, I'm fine with that too. But like I I like 
Pacheco with short yardage. Like, I yeah, I mean that I that will that will be his role when like, he's healthy. I just don't no, know if he's going to be now, healthy. Now that's the deal. If you have any concerns about like he ain't going to be ready, if it's re- like l- legit concerns of health, yes. Um, and I'm not saying that it's like you Larry Johnson him and you run his ass into the ground and he's getting 400 carries. I'm just saying for me, he is a guy that is on the field. You know, in your offensive possession, seventy-five percent of the time, what like whatever, however Dalvin Cook was used last year, however lead backs are used last year, like for me, like I get the feeling I understand this team is is like they're not ever going to just hand the ball off repeatedly because of who they have, but like seventeen games, like he has a feel. Like I'm not going crazy, but he has a feel of like. Miles Sanders type of production to me. If he is, if you're giving the ball and he is the featured guy, and he and I think he can do damage in the in the passing game. Like late in the year, boy, I'll tell you, like I could I distinctly remember like he the the drive to get the field goal against the Bengals. He makes something out of nothing on just a a, a little pass from Mahomes where he breaks tackles and gets 10, 12 yards. I think I think there's a confidence with him that comes through and I, I, I really believe in this kid so much that I just don't think you need to get somebody of that magnitude. If this was last year, I would be with that. But so, I think Pacheco is, is like, man, I'll, I'll ask you this, like you guys, do you, do you think, I'm, and I'll listen to this. Do you think I'm, I'm overshooting on Pacheco? Am I, I don't. a little, I think what you're saying is totally reasonable. The, the thing, though, is like last the last two years, the Chiefs have had 330 carries for their running backs, each of the last two. So they have a clear, like, it seems like that's kind of where they want to be. Let's say it's somewhere in that 300 to, 300 to 350 range, right? Depending on how much they're winning by at the end of games. I think you could pretty much count for Isaiah Pacheco if healthy to have at least 200 of those. Right around that area is probably seemingly reasonable to me. The, the question that I would have is like, how are you divvying up the other 100 plus carries? Because I, I don't think that I want Mick McKinnon getting many of those during the regular season, honestly. I think he's best used as like almost a pure third down running back, if possible. But if we watch what we did last year, he, he's going he's gonna to get more carries than we think. Than we Who, think. McKinnon? Yes. Remember I think were... a, lot of, a lot of those came though early in the season. And, and that was kind of before they trusted what they were getting out of um, Isaiah Pacheco. So I, I I think that was kind of out of necessity. I think in a best case scenario, he's getting like two to five carries per game. Yeah. And and McKinnon, like he had that insane run at the end of the season where it was like, it was like they, they couldn't wait to uncork him before the playoffs. So they did it and they did it too early. And then they were just like, oh man, he is out of gas. Totally. But it was, but it wasn't just in the past game. Like he beat the Texans on that yeah. handoff on that long oh. run. That's who they had in the game. And the, with Pacheco, like, I, I but by the way, I, I'd say a little bit more than 200 on that Pacheco. I, I, I think that he can be a, a really good, really productive player. And I would love to see him more in the past game. Cause like the short glimpses that we got of it last season, like he can make some things happen when he gets into space and he can run some people over and, and utilize that explosiveness. But he still has improvements that he needs to make as a player for me to be like fully confident that he can go out there and rush for 1100 yards or something like that. Like I'm not totally there yet, 
but I still think like assuming he's healthy week one and ready to go. Like, I, I think he is like eight to 900 yard rusher, like m- multiple touchdowns. And then it'll be spread out a lot amongst the wide receivers and the running backs and everything like it was last year. Yeah. BK, I, I honestly think whatever it is that they had planned on doing with Kareem Hunt was the running back before he lost his mind. Check that before he was caught uh, losing his mind. I think I think we can see some of that with Pacheco because whatever his numbers was, I think it was right week twelve when when they had to sit him down, something like that. Yeah, that that that's what I'm talking about. Like it was clear. I don't even know who the hell who's Kareem's backup. What was it? Uh, I guess it ended up being it's Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Like, and then he had to he had to come through. Like whatever, however they used um, in the usage of Kareem Hunt. That year, not not the Alex Smith year where he led the league in rushing because they're yeah. they're going to run it more then. He was getting however seventeen attempts per game, so it was pretty similar in terms of his usage as what it was the year prior. And he, he really? finished that season with two hundred and seventy carries. Like in my mind, fifteen to twenty catch or t- touches, whether that's rushing the ball. Like I, I just feel like he's he's capable and ready for that jump. Now, yeah. if he's not healthy, then we got to go in another direction. Now, I'm very bullish on Pacheco. And I think it's going to be more like 12 to 15. I don't think Andy is going to want to give him 20 touches a game. Shut up. <laughs> I think I think where you get those games is like against the Bills and yeah. against the Bengals where you when they really want to win, I think they're going to give Pacheco a heavy workload. But I think there's going to be a lot of games this year where they go into it. We know how the Chiefs will operate in this regard and they say we're going to do as little as possible to win this game. And that means keeping guys that we think matter in the postseason as fresh as possible right now. And one of those guys for them right now, I, and I think this speaks to your point of him being a really important player on one of the guys that they want to keep healthy for the postseason is Isaiah Pacheco. And when you say 12 to 15, sort of then I'm 10 minutes. So what does that mean for Ezekiel Elliott? If he's on the team, what does that mean for Leonard Fournette? If five to seven, team? probably. Yeah. And, and that's Not really the question of like, what is the value of that? What and is I the believe, value of those touches? And I believe in two five. <laughs> I believe in two five. Where are you going, BK? BK's out. I believe in two five for them five to seven, baby. I believe in it. <laughs> BK, I, listen, I hope to God, sir, to, I hope to God Clyde makes this team. It's just for this. It's, oh, it he's be, ma- he's making the team. It will be fantastic for. BK. I don't think there's a chance Clyde gets cut. Oh no! Like this, is, BK's go. This is this is how he was with McCole Hardman last year. Completely giving up <laughs> on him, and then had to come back. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Do you want to wrap it up talking about Sky Moore? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is very complimentary of him. Um, the hype is starting to build again. And... I'm ready. I'm ready to be hurt. Oh, yeah, we're not getting hurt. We're not getting hurt this year. I am I'm fully ready. confident. I'm fully confident the Sky Moore breakout is coming. I'm that's the same way I feel about Clyde. I'm ready to let Clyde <laughs> Ron, Ron, who has more yards this year? MVS or Sky Moore? Sky Moore. I think Sky, I think I think I think is oh man, I don't know what the hell MVS is doing from game to game. But yeah, Sky Moore. Like I, I'm hoping that Sky Moore is is somewhere in that juju role where he is I think he in the middle of the field he'll be a problem as long as he as long as he doesn't have to catch punts he'll be a he's gonna be a problem. So that's so why yeah. they got Daenerys Prince now. He he's right. gonna be the return man. Yeah. Oh God.
Let's hope he doesn't fumble. All right. MVS had 700 yards last year. Richie it's be James a big year for Sky. Richie James will return punts. What a game he had against the Bengals. My goodness. MVS. Nice new change. All right. We are 